Hi guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Giving Hope Podcast, where real women share real stories about real hope. On today's episode, I get to interview Jillian Lancour, the bold blondie. And let me tell you guys, we had so much fun recording this. We got into some really deep subjects, but we also laughed a lot. It was a joy. And I tease, and I say that um, she's my new best friend. We hit it off so well, and I can't wait to one day soon meet her in person. But um, you're really going to enjoy this. So um, here is Jillian Lynn Corp. Well, welcome to the Giving Hope Podcast. Yay, I'm so excited. Yay, this is so <laughs> awesome. I followed you for a long time you now, like in the like cyber stalking like oh my gosh that's so good that is so awesome I love what she's doing and I, I'm gonna get ahead of myself and I don't want to but um so we'll just jump right into it because there's so many things I'd like to yeah I, I want to hear all about you tell us about yourself and just you know because I kind of know you but I don't know you so I want I want everybody else to get on board with what you're doing Okay, so are you like, is there like an intro or are we just like, we're just going to roll? We're just going to roll. Oh, I just I like it. jumping straight into it. Let's do this. Yay, I love it. Okay, so about me. Oh, isn't it funny? Like, I feel like as people, we can be so self-centered, but then someone will say, tell me about yourself. And you're like, I've got nothing. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I am a minister's wife in Missouri in a very rural small town and I'm a city girl, so it doesn't always match up. (laughs) Uh, I understand that. Um, We have two daughters by a lot. If I could speak by our bio daughters, we have two of them and then we have three foster children. Um, Yeah. So a big house, but it's a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I own a small town newspaper and I have a blog, uh, the bold blondie. So yes, that's basically me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, you know, uh, with, with all the stuff that I've watched you through, I, I don't know, I guess it's been a year that I've, I've been watching you and your story has like really evolved over the years, but then yeah. you started to, cause I watched you whenever you were more like about, you were talking about the body image mm-hmm. and which was powerful. Aww. It really was, you know, being a plus size girl, like most of my, almost all my adult life, really, especially after kids, um, it was just like, you know, I see myself a certain way on the inside, mm-hmm. but the way people see me, you know, yes. it's like, yes. it makes you kind of like really think differently about yourself. So when you came out and you were like, this is beautiful. This is your body. This mm-hmm. is how God created you. This is nothing to be ashamed of. Yes, be healthy, but don't be ashamed. Right. Right. That was, that was, so how, how was this evolution of, you know, going from body image, which you're still talking about, you're mm-hmm. still, you're still standing on that, but this has become this really awesome way. God is kind of just pulling you in these different arenas to speak out. Like how has, how did all that get started? Oh man. So yeah. So my whole, like I started my first blog back in 2009 and it sounds so cheesy, but it was called be true. <laughs> That's and okay. It was all about being true to who God made you to be. So I've always mm-hmm. been extremely passionate about this subject, but it really just came out of my own confusion on it. Um, oh, okay. not feeling, not feeling like I fit into any kind of Christian mold. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm weird. I'm quirky. <laughs> um, I just didn't, you know, fit the type. And, right. um, so evolving online and stuff and going through ups and downs in my own weight, I just came mm-hmm. to this place where I was like, so tired of hiding myself. Um, yes. I was, I had an online presence, but I would be so calculated to like take pictures at certain angles so that mm-hmm. people thought I was smaller than I was. And oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, there just came a day where I was like, I am, this is Satan. Like he has his thumb on me more than I ever realized. Like me hiding my body is mm-hmm. basically like agreeing that I should be kind of slapping God's image in the face. Like like oh, I'm not good. worthy. Yeah. So I really just started championing that and um, 
just the more I, the more I came out and the more I would like post pictures of myself and being comfortable in that, it just became more, less about me and more about God and about, mm-hmm. um, understanding that Satan will use anything to yes. keep us in the dark and he'll, he'll do anything to keep us from being comfortable to be out there in the world to do what we're ultimately supposed to do, which is spread the gospel. But when we can't even go to the pool yeah. with our kids, what right. makes us think we're going to be brave enough to go talk to a stranger, you know, at the airport about Jesus or, you know, what have you. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So then I, you know, I'm going through this whole thing online and really championing, you know, biblical body positivity and, you know, that pride, it will get you. <laughs> and it will. I, uh, I just kept feeling Jesus telling me like, maybe it's time to start speaking out now on, on heart issues more than body issues. And mm. so that's kind of where that turn happened, where I just started being like, okay, I've, I've really grown courage in my faith and now I'm ready to talk about some of the harder subjects. Um, right. So that's kind of where the bold blondie kind of came out of that. Yeah. I think, I think I've, I noticed that with, um, when you started talking about body image or whenever I, I got caught on to you talking about body image, it was this vulnerability that you were showing people that, um, this is me, this is the truth about who I am and this is what God has shown me. Mm -hmm. And I know that when people see someone else be vulnerable, and truthful because it's all truth because mm-hmm. God's word is truth. Yes. And so whenever you have that coupled with that to, to it's almost like tilling the ground mm-hmm. in ministry. You were like tilling that during that time where God was using that moment of, I'm going to show you what I struggle with so that now you can see that whatever I say next, <laughs> yeah. it comes from a place of truth and it comes from a place of love. Yes. It's not, because I'm telling you over and over again to love yourself, love, love, love yourself, love, you know, God sees you as beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of watched, I'm a, I'm an observer. I love watching people's <laughs> ministry as I love watching every, you know, people, how people react. And even in the comments, I'll find myself looking like, how can you handle someone saying that? Cause I yeah. just, you know, my righteous indignation will just like flare <laughs> up like Jesus, yes. Jesus tossing <laughs> tables in the temple, you know, yes. just like, who do you think you are? You whitewashed up. With yes. Your, you know, yes. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, they're babies. They don't understand. It's like mm-hmm. scolding a toddler for falling down. You know, yep. they don't, they don't know what they're doing. But, um, I, I think this is such a needed platform. I think what you're doing is so needed. I've been, I know that my, my, um, the subject that I normally talk about is self-worth and, and boldness and courage, Mm -hmm. because if you don't have, if you don't see yourself the way God sees you, like you said, how are you, how are you going to see someone else the way God sees them? How are you going to see them through, if you can't see your own self through God's eyes, right? How can you see someone else through his eyes and loves love somebody else? That's that's really good. Have you thought about writing a book about what you're yes. what you're doing? Um, so I've really I've been uh, playing around with uh, a book called The Beauty Battlefield, and basically mm-hmm. breaking it down to to really just show women, especially how calculated all of this really is. You're not, you're, really you're not just, is. yeah, you're not just living in a society that happens to be shallow and want you to look a certain way. No, this is, this is in a direct attack against God's image and us being created in that image and in his likeness. Mm-hmm. And so I really, it became really, really um, important for me to, it's not just about being body positive, like, oh, at whatever size you're at, like be comfortable in that size, you know, work on your health, but appearance wise, you know, you, you don't, it's not your job to be pretty. It's not your job for everyone right. to see you as attractive. I, my, my real emphasis wanted to be on that. This is a spiritual attack. And if mm-hmm. you continue to let insecurities bind you to, you know, not putting yourself out there based on what you look like or what you think you should look like, you're letting Satan control how you minister to other people. Yes. So that's, uh, that's kind of the book mentality. So, you know, I've been, I played around with it. Um, uh, will it ever come out? Who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've been praying about it and I have written some things. So maybe yeah. down the line. Yeah. So how, what, how, what have you faced with by stepping out? Cause like I said, you're this topics that you touch on. I mean, I talk about it in my own home 
<laughs> but having that boldness to say, you know, talk about masturbation uh-huh. and, uh, you know, affairs and just you and your husband. Again, I love the wing talk. Uh-huh. That, that cracks me up thoroughly. Um, but I love it, though. It's just it's awesome. It's good truth. It's good marriage advice and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. but what what have you seen like the struggle with getting that kind of voice out there? And what encouragement do you give to other ministers that want to step up to the plate? Um, definitely. It's uh, I've used the word lonely in the last six months that I've ever probably used in my life. It's a oh, lonely wow. road to step out in bold faith. Um, you make a lot of people uncomfortable. You make a lot of people kind of look down on you. Um, there's the, these subjects that I believe need to be talked about and need to be made comfortable to be talked about in the church mm-hmm. are so taboo that some Christians just cannot even wrap their head around that me, a Christian woman, uh, me, a, a minister's <laughs> wife is right. talking about masturbation. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it floors them. They can't yeah. handle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and to me, I know how needed it is because I, I've walked through it. And mm-hmm. when I was going through um, our marital separation and I was in the midst of having an open affair, I, there was one night, it was such a dark time for me, but it was, there was one night that I, I finally like wanted help. And I just got on my phone and I Googled anything and everything I could about a Christian woman having an affair, like not for the, not for the spouse who's been cheated on, but like, what do you do if you're in it? What if you're so drowning in this kind of a sin? How do you get out? And I found nothing. And wow. it was so discouraging to me and I needed help. And I wasn't, and I, and I wasn't in a good place with Jesus. So yes, you can always reach out, reach out to Jesus, but I didn't want Jesus at that time. He yeah. was not my first love. He was not, right. I, I just wanted someone who had walked through this to say, Hey, this is the steps to take. This is, it's normal to feel this way, or this is what you need to do. And there was just nothing. So I feel like if I don't use my story to help other women, then I'm only contributing to the darkness I felt when I was in it. So yeah, that is so true. It's lonely to talk about this stuff, but it's also encouraging. And it's also, I love getting messages from women saying like, you know, you, you are encouraging me to be bold in my faith. And I mm-hmm. never want to attribute any of that to myself. It's, it's all by the spirit, but yes, right, like we of need, we need strong women to, to, to talk, to be open, mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, to, to be okay being laughed at or looked down upon because it's in the end of the day, it has nothing to do with anyone else's opinion. It's where it's, if you're leaning into the spirit and you're spending time with Jesus and in the word and he's, he's good with what you're doing. Hey, run with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's, it's that, um, that truth that, that breaks the yoke that yes. it goes to that deep part because we, I was talking about this last night during Bible study. It's like, we all struggle with things, but there's a root to those struggles. There's something mm-hmm. that we're not addressing either that we're scared that we're going to be alone in the issue or we're scared that how people are going to look at us, yep. but we need to address those issues because if we don't get healing in that area, then we won't be able to overcome the small struggles. Like, why is it that I don't like feel like doing this during the day? Why is it that I mm-hmm. don't have energy? Well, there's a root to it. There's a stronghold there that I think that if we just say it, like, this is what I'm fighting against. This is what mm-hmm. I'm standing. And then we have believers who are also on the same page of, okay, sister, thank you for telling me let's surround our shields around you and let's, let's, let's help you fight this battle and we will not leave your side until you see the victory in this area. But if we're not willing to say anything, if we create this atmosphere where, like you said, like things like masturbation or affairs or Mm -hmm. pornography or whatever is taboo, then you have these women trapped in silence and it just turns into this ever growing, you know, disease in the body yes. of Christ. Yes. And the church has just done this. Uh, the American church I'll say has done. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I love the church. So I, I, oh, I yes, of course. talking, you know, bad about her, but she's yes, done a bad job of, of putting sins into gender categories. And so when you have these women who are dealing mm-hmm. with these very hard sins, like, you know, masturbation and pornography and what, you know, what lust, what have you, Mm-hmm. 
they are going to feel ostracized when the women's sins we talk about are gossip. <laughs> you right. know, like these very like, okay, yeah, but no, yes. we, we've got to be bold. And even if you don't understand the sin and you've never faced it, exactly what you said, we need to be, we need to all have the realization like sin is very much alive and Satan is very, very at work. In yes, the he church. is. And mm-hmm. we've got to surround our sisters. So even if you don't understand the sin, it shouldn't be taboo. It should be like, oh, man, I need to be there. I need to be her prayer warrior. I need to, you know, champion with her how to overcome this and lean into the spirit, all that good stuff. So, yeah, totally yes. right. That's so good. I know that, you know, I think of, of course, you get trapped. I think of um, all the times when I wish I had somebody like you or like me as an, as a kid Mm. who would have sat me down and say, okay, listen, this is how the enemy is going to attack you and your thoughts and your marriage as a parent, as a woman, you know, this is how the enemy, and this is how we overcame it. This is how we overcome it. This is how you get to the other side. Yep. I, but I'm like, I can't dwell back there for too Mm -hmm. long because it's like, well, that's (laughs) gone. You know, that's over. What are you going to do now that, and to get that reality and to speak up, you know, I have, I have two boys. My oldest will be 20 and, um, (laughs) in April and my youngest will be 15 um, next month. And, and both of them have, and they have no problem with me saying this. I'm not retelling their mail, but both of them (laughs) have struggled with pornography. And this Mm -hmm. has been our, this has been our championing for families as a family. And getting parents aware that I'm like, you need to check everything. You need yeah. to be on top of this because the enemy comes like a roaring lion seeking yes. who he may devour. Yes. And if he can't get mom and dad, if he knows, okay, y'all are solid in your faith. I, I mean, I might be able to pick at little things that you might struggle with, but for, for the most part, I, I know that I'm not going to take you away from the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But what about your kids? Yep. What about yep. that next generation? Let me get at them. And we've said this over and over. I was like, you know, dad and I are strong in our faith. You know that we love Jesus with all of our heart. You know that we're going to go to heaven one day. But right now you're at this vulnerable point. You're like a child in the middle of a wilderness, you know, and there's lions surrounding you. And the enemy wants to pick you off. The enemy wants to take you down. So you have to know this truth. So for me to be able to speak up, for me to be able to say, look at this. This is a woman that's saying, and, and I have no problem saying, look at this woman <laughs> saying, <laughs> listen to this truth. Look how bold she is and how on social media that it's not something that you have to hide behind. It's something right. that we should declare that because there's freedom. Yes. Yes. There, there's complete freedom. But I know the road to that freedom for you uh, wasn't easy. No. <laughs> and it's still not easy. I get, uh, I, I opened a door you know, mm-hmm. in the, and to Satan. And I have gone through, gosh, deliverance prayers. And, um, it's a constant, I always say like mm-hmm. deliverance will never outdo discipline. You have to be disciplined. Ooh, that's to, good. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Be, <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> uh, you have to be disciplined in your faith every day to, because stuff still pops up. I mean, like, I know he is actively still pursuing me with my wandering heart and, if I had mm-hmm. kept all that stuff in the dark and I hadn't been honest with my husband, like, like we're at a place now, I feel like, yeah, try to touch my marriage. My husband knows I struggle with this stuff. Like, right. try it, try it. Cause he knows it's out in the open. It's honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I kind of forgot where I was going with that. Cause I started thinking about Jacob and I just love him so much. He's that's awesome. He's though. been awesome. Yeah. But it's that, but it's that you, if you know that you can't get between what we're talking about, getting to our kids. Yes. If you, if you can't get between us, um, then you're, I mean, we're on guard. We see you, Satan. We like, right. And I were like, Oh no, we see you, (laughs) you know, you can't hide behind that. You can't go there. You can't do that to the point where even our boys would, whenever, there's a series on YouTube. Um, this guy, he's from Scotland, I think. It's called Know Your Enemy. It's by the Fuel Ooh. Project. It's really good. But I tell I tell everybody before they watch it, and you know, eat the hay, spit out the sticks. You know, mm-hmm. you just you go through it with discernment. You know, um, but I I tell people before you watch it, you better be prayed up. <laughs> 
<laughs> you better have like your Shondai Hikimo. You better have all of your armor on from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Do you understand? It's like you don't go in there playing games because yeah. when the enemy is revealed, he does not like being revealed. No, he, lo- he loves the slink and hide behind that. So we- I had my boys parts of it. Some of them are not kid friendly because it is rough. Mm. You know, it's rough. Um, but my older one, I think he was probably 17 at the time. I'm like, I need you to watch this because you're going to be leaving my home and I want you to see the enemy for who he is and you will yes. not be fooled by his, by his lies. And afterwards, of course, my youngest, he was probably, let's see, Nichols was 17. So Aiden was 12. And of course that's junior high age. And I was like, you need to see this. You need to see <laughs> this part right here. Cause this is aimed towards you. Mm-hmm. And afterwards he was watching Disney or something like Disney, um, whatever the ch- Nickelodeon or something like that. And, and he stopped it. He goes, well, can't watch that anymore. He's <laughs> like, that's, he's like, I mean, it wasn't like, thanks a lot, mom. He was like, yeah. mom, you would not believe what they just said on that cartoon. I'm like, no, yeah. baby, I believe it because if they can't get to the parents, if the parents are already sensitized, it's, it's, we, it's time, you know, for him to work on our kids and we have Absolutely. to stand strong and we have yep. to be bold about it. We do. And that's, and, and that speaks so true to, where my heart is because and, and it, it kind of makes me angry a little bit. Like yeah. when, when adult Christians who are even like veteran Christians, like, man, they've been a Christian for a long time. They don't want to talk about certain things or they just feel like, well, a real Christian wouldn't struggle with that. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> do we read right. the same Bible? This whole story is about, you know, we have a very real enemy and yes, even the ver like people love to quote the verse about the deer pants for you know for streams of water. Oh, well, a deer doesn't pant unless it's being chased. So, right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> we are always being chased. We are always being attacked, and it is an everyday thing. Like it sounds cheesy, but we need to wake up and be like, okay, it's back to being in the war. Like, thank you for the rest, Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. get back into it because it is. Yes. It is a daily, daily war. Mm-hmm. It really is every single day, putting on your armor, being aware that the enemy comes to kill, steal, destroy, Yes. being aware that it is our job to be so full of God's word and so full of his spirit that we are quick to hear the voice of the enemy and quick to rebuke and also quick to repent Yes. when we fall down. And I think that that is one of the things I see a lot of believers, especially women struggling this, this blindness, blindedness, just, I don't know, whatever. I got you. Yes. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways, but this, but this obliviousness to um, thinking that you can watch things Mm -hmm. and, and lust after men and, and it's okay because we're not subjectifying them like a man would subjectify a right, woman. Right, Like whenever the Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Yeah. And <laughs> I had so many friends like, oh my gosh, I got my new copy. I'm like, you're a worship leader. <laughs> like, sister, yes, yes. slow your roll. Do you realize with what you're doing? Like, Jesus is nowhere near your singing. You turn worship yep. into performing now, baby girl, because Je- yep. Jesus does not hold hands with the devil nope. for our comfort. He does not, or for our entertainment. It is, it's staggering to me to see the complacency sometimes. I mean, yes. there are many bold, amazing women standing up and men fighting for their families. And, but this just, some days it, I don't know if you feel this way. I mean, I know you do because you stepped off of social media yeah. because, yeah. because of the overwhelmingness <laughs> of it all. But to see so many people who, who claim to be believers. Yep. And there, <sighs> there's a, I just heard a story about a woman who came over from like, it was like Iran or some, somewhere where she faces major, I mean, death persecution, like for her right. And they brought her over here to America um, kind of as a rescue thing. And she's, I mean, it's so profound. She said, I want to go back. And they're like, you want to mm-hmm. go back? Like, are you crazy? And she said, there is a satanic lullaby over the American church and I'm feeling sleepy. And oh, that, gosh. yes. And that That's is frightening. more dangerous to her faith than going and having guns pointed at her head to, you know, deny Christ. And to me, I'm like, I don't want to be sleepy and I, I don't, don't want anything to do with sin. And we need to be real about it. And I would rather be a struggling sinner than someone who's accepted my sin, you know, like Mm -hmm. keep, keep crawling to the cross. Like if you're still struggling with it, 
as long as you're crawling and as long as you're moving towards <laughs> Jesus, great. <laughs> you know, yes, like, keep going. Yes, we will fight for you. Yes. yes, don't bathe in it. Don't enjoy it. Like you're exactly right. The, we just don't take it serious enough, and and that's mm-hmm. that's what I've the last six months. That's what God has really been working on me. And it, it, like, what does it really mean to be a Christian? What's the cost? Mm-hmm. And um, I watched the there's these documentaries called Sheep Among Wolves and these people are facing severe persecution, but they are like the fastest underground church in all the world. And, but yet here in America, mm-hmm. there's none of that. And we're right. stagnant <laughs> and we're yes. sleepy. It makes no mm-hmm. sense. It's, it's sad. It really is. It's been, it's been a struggle for us. We do home church. Um, That's awesome. um it's been, it's been hard. I love, like you said, I love the body of Christ. I don't like people making fun of her. I don't like people um, degrading her. I love mm-hmm. the, the idea of w- what we are, and what we can be in this world to mm-hmm. a lost and dying generation. Um, but I am so like, I, when I got saved, <laughs> I got saved at the age of five. Whenever we sang, I'm in the Lord's army. Do you remember uh-huh. that song? Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I, sir. I took it to heart. Like, Aww. and it has just been this fire within me. I'm like, we're in, we're, we're in an army. We are a part of the army of God. Yep. He does not mess around. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming back, skipping and tossing daisies. That's right. He's coming back, which, you know, makes me sick to my stomach, the thought of someone thinking of Jesus that way. But Oh, it's I like, know, girl. It is just like, <laughs> he is coming back with a sword. He is yes. coming back with a sword. And to have that laziness about, it just stirs up within me. Like we have to be fighting. We have to. And if it, I tell people like, if you're, you, you don't have to be preaching on the pulpit, you can be in your home yes. fighting as the war, just as strong fighting for your children's lives or your marriage or for your parents, you know, salvation or your brothers yeah. and sisters, your natural brothers and sisters lives and be just as effective for the kingdom as you are on a pulpit. Yeah. And I, and I had this fire within me and I, and I was and sitting in some of the congregations, especially I live in rural East Texas mm. and I love some of the men that are leading the churches, but it is that lullaby. It is yeah. that go, okay, how about you just go serve in the nursery? I, yes. <laughs> listen, I, I love to serve in the nursery. Don't get me wrong. I will, I will teach your G- babies about Jesus, <laughs> but you're misusing. I am a machete. I am not, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not I a that. feather. I, you need to be wielding me. You do yes. not need me in the background. There are women who are called to that and that is their personality. Go for it. There are men that are called to, to yes. that for that. Yes. And they need, and little children need to see strong men in the body. That is yes. truth. But whenever you have that fire to find somebody who sees that fire and I saw, and that's why I've been drawn to you and, and uh, Laura Classum. Yes. Holy <laughs> mackerel. That woman. Love her. Oh my gosh. I'm like, can, are we like best friends? I think like the three of us. Oh I, yes, girl. You know what I'm saying? I think the three of us need to have like a conference or like something yes. where we are all like speaking. I think that would be just, that like, would be epic. I'm totally woo! in. Totally yes. In. I, we'll probably have like five people show up because they were like, y'all are too intense. <laughs> we can't handle this. That's we can't, we cannot <laughs> handle this. That's okay. We'll take you five. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like I, I, I'm like, yeah, these are the sister. These are, these are my women. These are my, yep. you know, comrades in arms because we, you see that. And I just want to applaud you and mm. let you know that I hear you and I am, I'm right there. I mean, I, we are, I really away. appreciate that. Oh girl, keep going. Just run, go for that prize. You are right there. You're at a cusp of something I believe is a new wave of, um, of revolution of, of, of a fire that's about to sweep through America. I think you're right there. I believe it. I, uh, it's so funny. You said that. I love that you said that I'm not a feather. I'm a machete. That is awesome. (laughs) I love that. But I was just talking to someone on another podcast about, uh, we forget that the scripture about how, the body is made up of different parts and not mm-hmm. every woman is going to be the hands. Some are the mouth and yes. that does not need to be. It's, you know, like as you know, like traditional Christianity is like, Oh no, the woman needs to be silent. 
no, no, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I respect scripture and I respect leadership and I respect, mm-hmm. you know, roles as men and women. However, we need strong women. I mean, and, and Jesus has championed women since the beginning of time. So it's yes. Like, uh, yeah, we, I really appreciate that because it has been a lonely mm-hmm. last six months of the more I step out, the more, um, I've lost friends. Um, even in, mm-hmm. even in ministry, there's some people in our church who think I'm just, it's too much. And yeah, I feel like it's not enough. So it's like- I was going to ask you that. I was like, so you live in a small town. Yes. You have a, you know, so it's not going to be a, a mega church. Oh, so no. what are the people? And it's more probably a lot of elderly people. Yes. They, that's uh, how it is here. Yes. So. And they were not ready for me. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, you know, we came out raw. I mean, like we were told mm-hmm. like, take out your nose ring. Don't, you know, even tell oh, my husband man. to share, shave his beard. And we said, no, like, <gasps> Oh gosh, no! Yeah, He's like had a beard. I, I know, I know. <laughs> You've the, seen my husband. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, the, I, and and you know when people talk like that, I just want to be like, are we reading the same Bible? Because I'm pretty sure there are no appearance guidelines for Christians None. whatsoever. But anyways, uh, we came out raw and just honest. Like this is who we are. This you know, mm-hmm. you guys aren't comfortable with this, then we're not for you. But they were. But I do think that there is. They have, I'll say some, some of them have a really hard time stomaching me being so outspoken on these mm-hmm. sins that make them blush to their mm-hmm. very core. And mm-hmm. um, I've had to really just, you know, alongside with my husband and prayer and other, you know, wiser counsel, realize that no matter what people say, at the end of the day, I am only accountable to Christ. And yes, I have right. to, I have to do what he is calling me to do, even though sometimes it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I think some people think like, Oh, it's so arrogant of you. It's, you know, you're just doing this. I was even accused. Like you're just, you're just doing this stuff for popularity. And I said, if I was Ooh, trying no. to be popular, this was, this is the wrong way to do it. <laughs> right. This is the last thing I need to do. <laughs> yes. I would it's be like, <laughs> yeah, I'd be preaching tolerance yeah. and I would be preaching, you know, a lot of self-love if I was trying to gain popularity. I'm doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you need to stop loving yourself and start loving Jesus more than anything. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's been hard. I can imagine. So what, so what, what do you, what are the, some of the prayers and the scriptures that you Ugh. stand on? I know that you have a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do. Just strengthen, just strengthen your faith because there, I know that there are times because you've even been very um, transparent about that struggle of, you know, ugh, you know, having those moments of, I can't believe this is happening yeah, or I can't believe this person said this. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that God has help rise up within you to, to keep going. There's a, there's a verse in Psalms, I think it's in 44 and it talks about David saying like, I I don't put any trust in my bow or in my sword for victory, even though those Mm -hmm. things are weapons, Yeah. but he only puts his faith in God. And I've kind of let that be my prayer is, you know, Lord, like I can be sassy as I'll get out. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think that there is a quality that he gave me that I just love people. And, um, I get along with most people unless they Mm -hmm. don't like what I say and then they hate me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but my, yeah, my victory, any victory that's done is, is through the power of Christ. And I have, I have just been leaning so much into, um, forfeiting my life and taking on, taking on him. now a word from our sponsors. Now let's get back to our program. And so really my prayer is like when people are saying like calling me names or uh, you know, even about the pro-life stuff, that was, I've never been attacked like that when I was. That is some kind of demon- demonic. Yes. yes. That's like, I think what's over that is one of those, you know, and it says, um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against That's principalities, right. rulers. Yes. I think that is a ruler. <laughs> yes. That is one of those hierarchy demons that has a stronghold over over America oh, right it's... now. And that's why it's so violent whenever it's being attacked. It it's like a hive so mind. Violent. Yeah, it is. It is. 
And, you know, going into it, I had no clue. I was, you know, I'm very passionate about that subject. But, you Mm -hmm. know, when I was starting to talk about it, I had no clue what was what was coming for me. And there was a part of me that was like ashamed a little bit that I didn't realize how satanic people really can be. And um, it was eye opening, but it championed Mm -hmm. me even more to be like, I'm in this fight and I Again, going back to that satanic lullaby, I don't want anything to do with it. And I'm, I'll, you know, like take my life. Like there's, I'll tell you the story. So there's this, um, uh, it was in the documentary Sheep Among Wolves. If you haven't seen it, I totally mm-hmm. recommend it. But this okay. guy is, uh, they're, all their faces are, you know, blacked out and their voices are distorted because they're, they could be killed for being even in the documentary. But this mm-hmm. is over like in Iran. And he was saying that he was raping. This was when he was still an extremist and before he became a Christian and he was raping like a 12 year old girl. And (sighs) in the middle of him raping her, he heard her start quoting Romans 12. And she said, Jesus, I give my body over to you. That's the kind of faith I want. That's the kind of faith. I know. Like it makes me, I just got chills. Yeah. Like, yeah. uh, To be even to, to be even to say like my, I will sacrifice everything for you. My body, my, my, my popularity, my reputation, mm-hmm. I'll give it all. And that's where I'm at right now. So like, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of heat for the things I talk about, but, and I really do. I mean, I'm not so arrogant to think I'm always right. I, you know, I, I pray a mm-hmm. lot about what I talk about and sometimes I do need to be reined in. My husband maybe, you know, could be like, you went too far. I'm like, Oh yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> darn. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I'm but, learning. I'm learning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I just, that's the kind of faith I want. And that's what I'm hungry for. And that's, Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for women like you. Like we, we need that iron sharpening iron stuff. Yes. Yeah, we do. We really do. It's, it's so needed. Uh, I'll say stuff and I've backed off. That's why I love leaning into you guys. Cause I'm like, I need to hear someone else do it because I have that fire within me, but I Mm -hmm. live in such a, like a suppression, uh, it, community for yeah. women that I mean I had whenever that whole attack on Beth Moore yeah. like last few months ago about her telling the man telling her to go home yeah um I had women who I thought were my friends go yeah she needs to go home mm-hmm. she needs to stop and let I mean where is her husband and I just Oof. was like completely blown away I'm like <laughs> How are you saying, have you read your Bible? How many times did God from Jehovah God to Jesus himself use women to do powerful things? He chose Rahab, a harlot to save men. He showed just Deborah to step up and be a judge. She was appointed a high place. Yes. You know, even the women who spoke into the lives of Kings, you know, Solomon's mother who helped, you know, this is like all these women who's powerful women who helped move the Bible in the direction because it takes both of us, both man and woman. And yes, the husband has a a role over the home, a protection over the home. And we come alongside them as their armor bearer, as the one who fights with them and makes sure that he's protected as he goes. And, but we have a voice. God gave me a mouth. I love I love, this is so a little kind of off the subject, but, um, <laughs> uh, Barbara Streisand had this movie and I know Barbara Streisand is so liberal. I do not believe anything that she <laughs> believes in. I do not stand with Barbara Streisand. Please know this people as you're listening to this, there was a movie that she was in a long time ago in the eighties called Yentl. Yeah. And she was a woman in, you know, in a Jewish Orthodox home, women were not allowed to do anything and she's going through and she wanting she's wanting to read these books and she goes to this bookseller who's passing through her village and he goes oh we have these really good picture books for you mm. and she was like well I'm, I'm actually buying this for my father and they're like oh okay that's fine then and mm. so she goes and she's reading and cooking and and then she <laughs> sings this song she was like why did he give me a mouth and I not speak why did he give me a mind for, mm-hmm. that I, I shouldn't question. Why did he create me this way? But then, but then I'm around these people who tell me that I can't. Right. So he's, she's like, so I'm going to believe how you created me more than I'm going to believe how people tell me I should use what God has created. Right. Amen to that. Yes. And I'm like, 
she was on to something. So I'm going to, I want to pray that that seed in her is going to come to fruition one day. Yeah. <laughs> She'll remember but, her old, her old part. <laughs> yes. And like, cause that was so godly. That was so anointed. I was like, that's exactly it. We have this moment, this moment in time. My favorite scripture now is, um, I believe it's revelation. I get it mixed up cause I struggle with a little bit of dyslexia. Um, okay. I was, uh, revelation 12, 10, whenever, um, Jesus basically says, look, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm-hmm. And then the next moment Satan is thrown out of the throne room of God and he can no, can no longer be the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. And this is when the, the end apocalypse starts happening of all the stuff. And I said, we have misquoted that so many times. Like I overcome by the blood of the lamb. It's actually, we overcome mm-hmm. the devil. We overcome his power by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So it means that we need to be speaking up yes, through the authority of the blood of Jesus to overcome the lies of the enemy so that he has no place to accuse us at the throne of God anymore. Yes. Yes. That's powerful. It's That's why powerful. I was saying you're at this cusp. I believe that we're at this because Jesus is coming back soon. I yes. mean, if you, if you're not awake, you better be woke. <laughs> Because this is, this is, it's this happening. Is, it is happening, y'all, more than any generation That's has right. ever seen. That, and I believe what you're saying and your message of being honoring your husband and being truthful about your struggles so that other women can be set free is, is, is right there. It's that overcoming the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Yeah. And it's, it's so important. It is. And it's, again, I don't want to keep beating the horse, but we've got to, I mean, we've got to wake up, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're not playing games. We're not playing this Christian game. This is so real. People are dying and going to hell. And if we love Jesus, number one, and we love people, which he says are the greatest commandments, we better be fighting and Mm -hmm. not, and not be spectators. Yes. Yes. That is so true. So what, what do you, um, what can you share about the importance of that, the, and how to get into that mode of seeing, building your faith so that you can do this because there's, there's, it takes strength. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people understand what it actually takes to get to that place. How do you, how do you do that? How do you get to that place where to build your strength? I, uh, I had to let, I had to pray some really scary prayers and mm-hmm. they are scary. I mean, it's making me teary kind of just even thinking <laughs> about it. Um, I had to really allow God and give him permission to break me um, mm-hmm. and to, to expose in me what was, what was keeping me from him. Mm-hmm. And then once it's exposed, the repentance side of it is, is so important, but I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, once you repent of it, it's done. And, and I, in my life, at least, that has not been the case. I have had no. to continually repent over things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, we need to realize this, like my, I always say, like, me and my husband kind of joke about about my wandering heart. Like, if a man looks at me and I think he thinks I'm cute, I'm like, oh, I'll go. And he's like, come on, baby, come back. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> don't, don't follow that trail. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, I'm always having to ground myself in truth because my heart is deceitful and my flesh is weak. And the more I remember my place in all this, the more I'm willing to let Jesus transform me. And that's Mm -hmm. really what you have to do. We have to be, we have to get to the place where we, it's just not about us and we're okay saying, Hey, I'll take on persecution, even to death. I'll take on uh, loneliness. I'll take on you know, Jesus says, hate mother and father when it comes to me. Like, this is not, these aren't easy <laughs> yeah, things. That's not, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is always hard. Yes, <laughs> it's really hard. And Christianity mm-hmm. is not for the weak. It takes so much strength to be a Christian. But thankfully, we have the Spirit who helps us alongside that. And I guess that's just what the last like six months I started asking myself really like, what, is, what did it really, what did I really sign up for? Like, I've been a spectator <laughs> Christian. What have I really signed up for? And the themes that just continually play out is sacrifice, a joy, mm-hmm. but not always happiness, loneliness. It's, it's a narrow road. It's mm-hmm. going to be lonely, but we have Christ and we have Jesus and the whole world may turn against us. 
But if we have that spirit and we're moving towards cross and we are trying to, I mean, it breaks my heart when I think about all the people I've come across that I didn't care about their souls enough to tell them about Jesus. I yeah. just, I don't want to be that Christian anymore. I don't want to be that Mm-mm. person. So yeah, let yeah. Jesus break you and then let him restore you. That's, mm-hmm. that's really all I got. <laughs> yeah. Cause he will, he'll restore he will. you. He'll make beauty from ashes. He will take you into a place where I think every single person, whether they realize it or not, are craving to be. Yes. yes. Our hearts cry is to go. That's why we chase after so many different things, whether it be just a a promotion or a man or a wife or the perfect home or whatever it may be, just enter category, insert spot, you know, whatever you're chasing after. (laughs) But the, the longing is that we are, are longing for is him. Yes. We're longing for that, that higher level of um, love and acceptance yes. and, and freedom, really yes. that freedom of that peace of mind, because with all these things, like we keep mentioning this and I just want people to remember that you have to let go of all of that stuff. You have to, mm-hmm. in order to get true peace of mind, you know, drugs aren't going to do it. Porn isn't going to do it. Right. Uh, you know, um, work isn't going to do it. The perfect family isn't going to do it because I promise you there ain't none. <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no perfect man. There's no perfect nope. wife. It's just not going to happen. But Jesus is perfect. That's and, right. and all those little things, just being able to say, okay, I surrender. Yep. I surrender well, it all. And that's the exact key because even with my thing with pornography, and uh, having an affair, it was never about the sex. And it honestly was never about like feeling physically satisfied. When mm-hmm. I broke it down and really let God speak to me, uh, you can, I don't blame my, my earthly father for this, but like I never had a good earthly father, no mm-hmm. close relationship there. And my heart desires to be desired. And God really, really showed me like Jillian, I I mean, like, especially the story of Hosea and Gomer, like his wife in the Bible, like that's me. Mm -hmm. I'm the prostitute that continues to leave my Lord and continues to go (laughs) prostitute myself. And he continues to go after me over Mm -hmm. and over again. And like that, that intimacy that you can have with Christ overwhelms my soul and makes me feel more loved. Like, man, he's good. Like, I don't yes, need he porn. Is. It's, it's right. toilet water. Like, God is offering you pink champagne and we drink the dirty toilet water. Right. Like, <laughs> toilet wine in prison. Yes, yes. That's prison, exactly. prison toilet wine. Prison, yes, yes. The worst thing, that is what we're, it's like, no, like, no. So, like, even breaking down your sins, like, what's the real core? And it always comes back to you are trying to fill yourself up with something when it is only made for Christ. You're exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to be able to realize that and to pinpoint that. And the next step is the truthfulness of it saying, I am, I am struggling with this yep. Lord, help me find a way to get over this struggle yes. so that I don't look back like a dog to vomit. I yeah. don't go back to that thing anymore and sacrifice my relationship with you for this thing that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not going to be anything. I have a niece who is um, a homosexual and she, to the point where she looks like a man now. Yeah. And um, our family just was torn up with the whole thing. Um, we love her. We, you know, we, we, we still love on her. She rejects us, but we still love her. And yeah. um, she private messaged me and she was, she was saying, you know, do you, do you still love me? I was like, I will always oh. love you. I said, I will be, th- I was there the moment you took your first breath out of your womb. I said, I, mm. out of your mama's womb, my sister, I said, and I will be there forever. I will be there for you. I said, but listen, listen to me. And I want you to listen really <laughs> clear. I said, there is nothing that you decide about your life that will, that if you make me have the choice between you and Jesus, I said, baby, it's going to be Jesus. Yes. Yeah. All the time. I said, you have to understand that. I said, your, your moment of decision here on earth that you decide to whatever you're doing right now, whatever you're trying to do with your life, this moment here on earth is not going to trump my eternity. Yep. That's powerful. (laughs) That's powerful. You know, I can't, I can't deny my eternity for something that you might change your mind. Yes. 
you yes. might, you know, and I pray that she does. I pray that she comes to that realization of wh- why she's doing what she's doing. But I was like, but this is temporal. Yes. This moment, this is a flash. This is a, a vapor. I was like, but eternity is eternity. And yep. I can't, I can't risk eternity for something that you might change your mind on tomorrow. Yes. That, that, that'll preach. <laughs> <laughs> that you know? is that. And we need that. We need, yeah. we've got like, even, I think that some people even struggle and I know I did struggle with the sense that like we're told like you know break my heart Lord for what breaks yours but sometimes Mm -hmm. we love our sin like yes (laughs) we love it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think if you're in that place choose to love Jesus more if you love it just love Jesus more that you will not do it because you love him yeah and that's I mean it is always about choosing Jesus that's the one thing I tell Mm -hmm. my kids more than anything other than I love you I say I mean, we talk about it with our older ones. I say, you know, even if someone came in and had a gun to mommy's head, you always choose Jesus. Like Jesus mm-hmm. is number one, always, always, always. Because yes. I, they, it, just like you were talking about with your kids, it is, I will bleed for that. I, I, I want my mm-hmm. kids in heaven. I do not want my kids to, to suffer, uh, but suffer yeah. for Christ. Go for it. <laughs> yes. Right. All day long. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because that's that's that purifying fire. Suffering for Christ is a purifying fire. Yes, and as like you don't want the alternative fire for not for not standing up for Christ. Jesus is purifying fire. It's that beauty from ashes fire. That's right. It is that it'll make you a better person. It'll give you a cause. It'll give you something to stand on. It's solid footing. It's it's a firm foundation. You won't you won't um, regret it. And you won't, I mean, there'll be that pause of, oh, that was hard. That was tough. I can't believe they walked away. You, you might be heartbroken yep. or to see people that you loved walk away from you. But God, will, when it's God, he always feels it. He always yep. fills that spot with a peace that passes all understanding, with a joy yes. that is overflowing. He always yes. does. I tell my boys that all the time. And I do the same thing. We are so much alive. <laughs> I'm like, if someone came to this house today. <laughs> And put a gun to your mama's head. I swear to God, you better not deny Jesus. I love it. After all that I've been through. Yeah. And of course, yeah, exactly. I, tell, I tell them, I was like, after pushing your giant head. <laughs> of course, I didn't. I had cesareans for both of them. I was like, do you want to see my scar again? Do you want to see what mama went through? You will not deny Jesus. That's hilarious. Holy, holy, you better not, you know. Then they're like, we won't, we won't. I promise, I promise. I'm like, you don't understand. The enemy is counting on yes. the, weak, the weak part of us. He comes at the weakest part of us. And if I don't, I don't want to be their weakness. No, no. It, yes. I, you know, their love for me. I had to stop saying, because we had, we went through, and this is a whole nother podcast. You might have to have me on your podcast so we yes, can talk about this. Yes, so, <laughs> so, But we were talking about a very tough subject of um, people touching them and, you know, just, it mm. was just a very tough subject. And um, the, it, the, the father had, he kind of rebuked me a little bit because I was asking them this, t- this tough question in this scenario. And they were like, no, mom, no, no, no. And in my heart, I, I was just like, I feel like this was so- something more to this thing. And and the Holy Spirit told me, he was like, you know, your kids, especially my sons, because especially sons, they want to protect their mamas. Yeah. That's how God has created them to protect women. That's how God just, he, he just created them that way. Right. He said, stop telling your sons. Cause you know how he goes, Angela, I know how hard you can be. <laughs> You're hardcore. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. He's like, stop telling them that you will, you can go to prison for them. Mm-hmm. You would go to prison for, he said, because they're going to try to protect you from that. Yeah anything like that. He says, so you need to turn it around in such a way where it says, I'm, I'm willing. Yes. But truth is the truth of, of any situation is more important than yes. what's happening to you right now. God's truth is more important. Yes. He will protect you. You will see everybody who's gone. You'll see us again one day. Yes. That is God's truth. So let God's truth be the one number one thing, not the threat of whatever's happening here in the natural. Yes keep you from speaking God's truth, keep you from living God's truth because all, all these things will pass away. Yep. Well, and that's a, no. I mean, that just goes into a whole other thing about persecution. And <laughs> I mean, what are, we're so safe here. Like mm-hmm. the more I read about, um, Oh gosh, I was listening to a preacher like two days ago and he was saying that he does most of his ministry in like 
uh, the Ukraine, like all the other places, and that the American church, we are so sexualized. We are so mm-hmm. like all these things and we're comfortable in our sin. And he said, you know, so many of these young pastors will be like, hey, I want to go over and do ministry with you. And he was like, our church would excommunicate you. Like, and whatever you think about that, it, there's something to say about mm-hmm. like the, the body who's really, really facing extreme persecution, looking at an American Christian saying like, are you a Christian? Cause you don't, you don't act like one. Like, you know, right. you know, you're, you are inner that we're dying for mm. and that Jesus died for. Like where, I mean, girl, we could talk for yes, hours. Yes, we could. We really could. <laughs> it's almost been an hour. <laughs> and it's awesome. No, so but funny. it's good, but it's so true. It's that we it have, is. we have that lullaby that you were talking about. We have lulled yeah. ourselves into this hum, this sleep, and we get, we're angry about the wrong things. Yes. Um, so when this young girl said, I'm so tired of everybody being offended. I'm just so tired of, you know, everybody's talking about that. Oh, you, you should get a thicker skin, offense, offense. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. listen, there is a time to be offended. There is yes. a time to be like, this is wrong. But yes. the, the enemy has made everything wrong. Right. And so that we don't even know what's truly what we should truly be mad about. It's like, right. yes, we should be mad about racism. We should be mad about um, abortion. We should be mad mm-hmm. about these big subjects that uh, uh, Christian persecution, like the Christian is the number one persecuted, you know, people group yes. in the world. And mm-hmm. it's like, we should there and like all these other little things. No, that's, that's like pinpricks compared to these big subjects. But the enemy right. wants us to be divided and wants us to be so o- overly sensitive so that we don't see the bigger picture. Oh, so true. Like the modesty issue, man, I get it. I just can't even like, I heard about a Bible study that just happened. Maybe I shouldn't say this publicly. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, I'm sorry. But I heard about a Bible study that happened recently, like near us. And and my friend was at the Bible study and said that all they did was talk about how unholy it is for girls to wear yoga pants. And I'm like, I was told this. Yeah. And I was like, that's what you guys spent your time on. As I'm sitting here in my (laughs) yoga pants. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what are you guys, what are you doing? Like you're wasting time. Yes. And this is just so trivial and stupid and like, man alive. There's so, but that's exactly what Satan is so good. He, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's so good. Yeah. Let's pick apart a girl's outfit and not, I mean, and not care about, the real issues <laughs> right it's okay i mean she's cutting herself right and she's right you know she is um she lost her virginity at 12 yep. and you know she's actually selling herself online and she's what you know but what is she wearing right you know let's really talk about the serious issue here. yeah yeah this we you gotta know? get that under control <laughs> let's, let's 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 top it start at the top tier of yoga pants yeah before we get to the issue of cutting Ugh. you know it is, it is so ridiculous, but, is. but the good news is, is that there's a lot of people that where the enemy is being loud with the whole women's marches and movements and yeah. women dressing up in uh, like paper mache vaginas and all this ridiculousness on the opposite side, you have the body of Christ who has these women just standing up and saying, this is enough is enough. Yes. Enough is enough. That's what is, right. what does the Bible say about who we are? What is what does God say? What does Jesus say about who we are? And let's do that yes. instead of that insanity, which, yes. which obviously you need some medication or some kind of therapy. <laughs> if you think that that was okay, like how long did it take you to make that thing? Like you're sitting in your living room. What were you watching? Oprah and you're sitting there or the Ellen show paper. Yep. Like this is, you know, I need to get the little bit, you know, what, what I mean, what kind of mental process yes, you, do I, you go through? Like you need Jesus. This is not, you. this is not a game, That's we exactly laugh, right. but it's, but it's like this, these are people's salvation. This is their lives. And, it they're is. Going, oh, and, and it, and then where <laughs> does the, where is like the biggest thing that I get asked and I don't even, it's, I don't even have the answer is where's the balance between the truth and the grace. And I always say like, yes. well, you can't have grace without truth. The truth comes first because then what are they being saved from? Well, the sin. Right. So, but it's so hard because people just adamantly believe that you cannot say, you know, this is wrong and still love them. 
Uh, yes, mm-hmm. I can. And, and yeah. I love them because I want to save their souls because we're, they're running towards hell happy about it. And yes. <laughs> Skipping, holding hands. Yes. In exactly. paper, mache vaginas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane, but, yeah. but we're, we're on the right track. I believe having this yeah. open conversation and with laughter, no, yes. you know, not taking ourselves too seriously and no, too dark, no. going too dark because, you know, joy, you know, is good. Laughter is good, like a medicine, but it's, but it's something that needs to be said. It's, it's it something that needs to be done because I always tell the boys, I'm like, we don't know when Jesus is coming back. I believe it's really soon. I said, Me but too. if it's not my generation, it's my son's generation. Yep. And if it's not their, their generation, it's their generation. But if I don't instill this in them now, what do they have to share to my grandchildren? That's right. That's right. And what do my grandchildren have to share to their, my great grandchildren? If I don't speak up now, what am I actually leaving? So what do you want your children to walk away with right. from your life that you've been sharing? What do you want? What do you want to leave for them? Are you asking me or is that more? Yes, I'm asking. I'm at, no, I'm asking. It's, yeah, it's not rhetorical. Um, well, uh, um, just going along into that, you know, and if anyone denies this, girl, we need to talk. Our children are being more sexualized and more targeted oh, than yes. ever. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like, it is strategically done because if Satan can't get to the adults, he's going to get to the kids. Even mm-hmm. Hitler had that mindset, like, I'm going to start did. with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, basically with my children, I mean, me and my husband talk about this all the time. Like, we don't, I know it's going to sound radical, but I'm like, man, we send our kids to eight hours of public school. And then we talk to them about God, maybe what, how many minutes a day? And then they go to Sunday school and they go to church. Like, it really kind of should be the flip flop because what mm-hmm. they are going to be facing more than algebra and you know history of the united states like they're walking in a real war as a mm-hmm. christian because yes you know, they are thankfully both of my daughters have accepted christ and they've taken that on and we were very very um truthful about what that meant um mm-hmm. and that what they were committing to i just again it goes back to me saying like choose jesus please just choose jesus above everything be open never have anything that you can't talk to to mommy about um, I have that relationship with my mom and it has been crucial. She's not always agreed with me. Sometimes I say things that she's like, Oh, Jill, but she's <laughs> allowed the relationship that as ugly and dark as it can be, I can talk to her about it. And she is always going to lead me back to the cross every single mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And that's all I can do for my kids. And, and to stand up to sin and, and to be okay being alone and losing friends, it sucks yes. and it's hard, but <laughs> That's Jesus, and that's the cost. It costs yes, it something is. to be a Christian. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. But, so, but the reward of it is so great. Yes, yes. It is so great. This it life is, is so fleeting. It's so short. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I told the boys, I said, we don't know if Jesus is coming back. I said, you have to live your life like he's coming back at the end of your sentence. Mm. You have to, you have to live like your life is ended. We had a friend just pass away and he was only 52 years old. And oh, sorry. And it was just like, what? This is insanity. I said, but this is how precious life is. Yep. You don't know and don't waste your time. Don't waste your time caught up in strongholds. Don't waste your time st- caught up in all these things. Give them to Jesus. Give them to him. He will help you go through that. He'll help you fight. Read your word. Pray without ceasing. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Do what you have to do so that you can wear your armor. Yes. You know, know, live your life through the nine fruits of the spirit. They're there for a reason as a guideline so that you can do live and move and have your being in him so that you can go from faith to faith and glory to glory. It's not... It's not going to be easy, but it'll be so worth it to sit at the table at the marriage feast and look down the aisle and see people that you couldn't even imagine there. And, you know, I think of that cheesy song from the eighties. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Yes. You know, we used to do it with puppets and children's church. And, but it's that, you know, I want to be able to set, hear that. I want my yes. children to be able to hear well done. My good and faithful servant. Yes. You know, that is, that is well, a huge and that's, goal. We talk about that with our kids too. That there are even Christians who are, who, think right now that they are going to face Jesus and get that welcome. And he's going to say, 
I don't even know you. That right. should scare us. I mean, that yes. is, you know, I mean, again, we could talk. About yes. so <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yes, we could. Okay. So your parting thought as we wrap this up, what do you want to, about who you are and what you, I know this is a loaded question, but who you are and what your <laughs> message is, what, what final thing, it could be a sentence or two or three. What do you want to say to our listeners about, you know, your heart for this, your ministry? Um, my heart is, I, I want to champion unapologetic godly womanhood. Mm -hmm. And that is what I kind of just, that's like the tagline of anything I could say. Mm -hmm. Um, my little icon for my blog or whatever is the pineapple, uh, because Mm -hmm. pineapple on the outside, it's hard to grasp. It's, you don't want to touch it. It's uh, doesn't, you're not going to eat that, (laughs) you know, it doesn't feel good. And that's truth. Sometimes it's really difficult, but if you keep digging in, it's going to get sweet and it's going to get satisfying and be bold enough to present that. And don't be, don't be afraid. Again, this life is fleeting. And the only one we should truly be concerned with is Jesus Mm, and everything else is a distraction. Yes. That is so good. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, I have loved this. This has been like having coffee with a girlfriend. Like, I know. Hi, this is great. Oh my gosh. You're my new best friend. Yes. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you, Jillian. Thank you so much. Do you go by Jill or Jillian? Uh, actually, my real name is Jill, but people think I say Joe all the time. So I started going by Jillian years ago. Okay. So what happened? <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Keep going. Do what you're doing. Thank um, you for the encouragement. I'm, it's been I'm a lot. praying for you. I'm rooting for you, you and your husband and your beautiful children. And thank you. God's good. He is good. Thank and yeah. thank you for doing this. You're awesome. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. It was so much fun. We can't All wait right. to do it again. Okay. Yes. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to Giving Hope. Please be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see y'all next week.